spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy. Wednesday. How you guys doing? Everybody's Gatos and Chad Show. Sports of Gamba's body by Parker and Sons. Plumbing and Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. It's weird. I was wandering through the newsroom. Mm-hmm. The guy comes up to me and goes, hey, um, was it Eric? Kenny? Kenny? I don't hey, know Kenny. who you met. Who'd you meet? I don't know. I, I'm like, hey, I'm Kenny. And I'm like, hey, I'm Chad. Nice to meet me. And I just kept walking. And I walk in here and they were like, that's the new ASU coach. Well, wait. Oh, what? You yeah. just met the new ASU coach? I guess. Kenny Dillingham? Yeah. And he was, you didn't know who it was? I had no idea. Do you know? He was just in the studio. Yeah. And, and, and you he, said, nice to meet me? Yeah, and I kept walking. I heard him laugh. He goes, that guy's funny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like Animal House. Hey, like Otter. Was he, was he leaving or he's still here? No, he's, uh, I think they're doing a podcast. He was over on the uh, sports side. Sports side yeah. and now they're doing a podcast from the ASU guys. Well, you should go grab him. You didn't know who it was. He's one of the youngest head coaches I've ever seen, right? Was he 30 years old? 30, he's pretty young, two, although I'm... 32? I'm not sure I would have recognized him either. No. I couldn't tell if it was, because they have this huh. ASU podcast they do with a couple of the guys here, and I couldn't tell if it was one of their pals. I think it's funny he just oh, came I- up to you and said, hey, <laughs> how's it going? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he was like really very cordial. I wish him all the best. You don't even know him. Yeah, I hope they go team. If he go. fell on top of you, you wouldn't know who Kenny Dillingham Neither is. Neither would you. I know who Kenny Dillingham is. You do not. Of course I do. You don't I even just, know what he looks like. You're looking at a picture of him right now. I'm looking at a picture on You Google. didn't know five minutes ago. Okay. All right. Uh, is Senator Kirsten Cinema the key to solving America's immigration issues? So we're going to have Cinema in studio to start the show on Friday, 2 o'clock. Looking forward to it. Haven't seen her. Fantastic. I can't wait to not come in another day because I won't be here Friday. You so won't be here year. Friday. We're going to have Paul McCartney in, followed by, <laughs> you know, so-and-so. It's like, I haven't okay. seen her since pre-COVID. Uh, I haven't seen her in a while. But we've had her on the show. She's got a new immigration plan. Is she the only one working in D.C.? And I know what I'm going to I know I'm going to get it. All, you know, all of you Democrats out there, like, she's the worst. Uh, yeah. uh, no, no, she's not the worst. She's one. I think she's one of the best, yeah. to be honest with and you. I'm, and by the way, I think a lot of Democrats who are not insane and woke say the same thing. She's great. She's exactly what we need. Yeah. Tom Tillis of uh, North Carolina, I believe, is also working with her. It's bipartisan, free, Republican and Democrat. Free thinker. Yeah. She doesn't care what either side well, she cares what they think, but I don't know if she cares she, what they think. Well, I mean, she talks to them, but she doesn't care about the noise no. that comes with all of the BS. No, no, she doesn't. So she's working on an immigration fix Good for her. OK, so we've got what at the border? We've got Title 42. Is that going to be extended? How about the dreamers? Can we please make them citizens? I don't know anybody who doesn't want them to be citizens. I, I really don't. I mean, 90 percent. I think, say, make them citizens. They're here. They were kids when they were brought over. Uh, how about border security? Is this in the deal? Well, apparently it is. And so we always say uh, immigration reform, never going to happen. Yeah. Happen. Okay. Well, what you have is Arizona Senator Kirsten Cinema. She's working on what they're calling a last-minute immigration reform. Because remember, this is a lame duck. They, they All of them want to get through as much as possible, the people that are going out and the people that are staying, because they're not quite sure what things are going to look like in the future. Right. Uh, so they want to get in as much as possible, so there's a chance you could squeeze something in. But Title 42 going away is a helper in this, in the sense, because that's one of the big pushes. Okay, so what, what she wants to do is extend uh, Title 42 border restrictions for another year. Yeah. All right, it's a band aid, but um, I'll take it. 
All right, I'm good with that. And she wants to, her and Tom Tillis, and a lot of people agree with this. A senator in North Carolina. Want to get rid of the way that we do asylum because they feel that it is absolutely being abused because it is. It is. Let's change the law. I'm for that. I like that. Let's make sure that, you know, we're still a welcoming country. Because remember, when when Russia invaded Ukraine... We let a lot of Ukrainians in here. Yeah. A lot of Ukrainians found their way to the border. The and you know that, what? We let them in. Yeah. And, and and I just want to make sure we should be doing stuff like that. We've always done stuff like that. For, let's not talk about Afghanistan because there's still probably 50,000 over there. That, we promised. That, was yeah, a sad, over. that was a sad issue. There's no doubt about it. We got out some people. We didn't get out others. All right. So Title 42, cinema, uh, extended for a year. Good. I'm on board. Two million undocumented youth. These are the dreamers. Pathway to citizenship. Boom. I'm on board for that. I'm on board for that. All right, what else we got? You want to change some of the laws to uh, uh, asylum seekers. Okay, let's go over that because that's a pretty interesting one. Anybody who can make up a story basically gets in here. Yeah. You know, how are we supposed to vet you if you say, hey, I'm from Venezuela. Uh, my, My entire family is dead. They were killed. Uh, the mm-hmm. government killed them, uh, and uh, I've been told that I, that if I go back, I'll be murdered. Yeah. Well, what are we supposed? How do we? How do we check? How do that? we vet that? Right. Okay. So what? What does she want to do with the asylum laws? Because you know, for years and years, and it was never the asylum seekers coming to the U.S. It was people from Mexico trying to come over yeah. here, and, so, and a lot of times it was illegal, and they wanted to work. And yeah, sometimes they'd stay and keep the money here. Sometimes they send the money back. It's not that way anymore. No. It is asylum seekers. So how do you change that? Well, the big thing is is no more catch and release. That's got to be the number one. If you want to fix something, the catch and release has to go away. Imagine this. I'm going to go to Disneyland. And I get up there and I say, you know what, guys? I, I don't have any tickets and I don't have any money because somebody stole it all. And if I don't get inside uh, right now, well, you guys do your due diligence. Mm. Uh, they took it out there. And, and then they, they go, okay, yeah, yeah. well, you can pay us later. Go on in. Right. You wander around and hang out all day. And maybe they find you. Maybe they don't. You ride the rides. There's very little repercussions. Right. It's it, amazing. It's amazing. So we've got to fix that. We absolutely must fix that. All right. So that's going to be more judges. Yes. Uh, are you going to give Border Patrol agents more power? Yeah. Quicker expulsion. You right. know, you come here, we hear you out quicker on the border uh, and finding out something real. Because you would think if you're coming here really, you know, being chased or something, and that's a real deal. Uh, chances are you do have some documentation of what's going on potentially. But again, if you say you're being threatened by the government, how do I prove you I don't are know. or aren't? I don't know. I don't know. $25 billion, uh in increased funding for Border Patrol. And border security, um, that's a significant boost in resources, yeah. I, I would say. Uh, I'm, I'm all for that, too. Is there a part of this plan you don't like? Again, nothing's perfect, but uh, is, isn't there something for both sides on this? I think there is. And, right? and the thing is, it's being addressed. I don't think there's anything bad in there. Does it go as far as some people want? Here's the thing. The temporary Band-Aid. Uh, you know, about Title 42, but that's also going to go along with you and have to come up with the uh, fix of catch and release asylum because they recognize common sense, regular human beings recognize that thing is totally being abused now at the border. Oh, I'm here because uh, I'm gay or I'm, you know, or I'm I'm uh, this religion or I'm that religion or I'm this or that. My country will kill me or I spoke out against him. Oh, well, you should come in and we'll get back to you and God knows when. And then we never see you again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good for the United States. Again, we should help. 
people, you know, escape their countries if they're about to get murdered. Absolutely. I mean, my goodness gracious. Why? I'm glad that we do that. I understand that we can't take everybody in. But so so Kirsten Cinema, she'll join us on Friday, 2 p.m. We'll kick off the show with her. So uh, we'll talk about Title 42. We will talk about uh, asylum laws possibly being changed. Dreamers. And border security. Have I left anything out? No, I think that's about I mean, right. That's, that's a big. That's a big deal. That's a huge. She's deal. She's trying to get a lot done in a very short period of time because this year is almost over. The year is almost over. They're almost done. And again, there's going to be switched. Some news coming in. Some new ones. You know, the, a lot of the old ones are still there, but there's a lot that has to be done. Uh, and this, I think, is it's a step in the right direction. But you know what? I've noticed in politics, it's you got to go inch by inch anymore because nobody does anything big and bold. And when they do, it's usually not great for the country. And wasn't she involved in some of the reform with firearms in the United She's States? She's been involved she in a ton of stuff. Part of that, too. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, of course, was not perfect either. Nothing is. It though. was something. We'll yeah. see if it if it helps in the future, you know, stop some of these mass shootings. But, um, you know, Kirsten Sinem is always in the middle of something. That's what I like about her. Free thinker. Love it. Love it. All right. Coming up next. Uh, could the triple-demic shut down Arizona schools? Not again. We're not going through this again, are we? No, nah, I don't think so. We're going to talk about it. The Gatos and Chad Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, we got the uh, triple-demic. I don't like this. We got the flu. You You got the flu, you got COVID, uh, and you have RSV. And it's hitting uh, a lot. The RSV is hitting the schools hard. Uh, The flu, I got a bunch of people, friends who got the flu. It's nasty. COVID is is back. Um, You know. Obviously, the winter surge. Uh, let's talk about this. Joining us now, uh, he's our expert, Alex Stone, ABC News. All right, Alex, do I have to go back okay. inside? Do I have to go back home? Do I have to start wearing a mask again? Because Chad's not doing that. What are we doing? Yeah, so uh, especially parents of young children, I-, I think all of us have been dealing with this over the, the last probably three weeks or so. That yeah. I mean, we've got a 10-year-old who is at home sick today and has been homesick all week. It was oh. our daughter last week. Then it was our 10-year-old again before that. They just keep handing it to each other. And it's like every family is saying, what is this crud yeah. that is going around and that every child seems to have right now? Um, and doctors are saying it's the common cold, plus you've got flu out there. Plus, you've got RSV that a lot of children were not exposed to during the pandemic. And yes, COVID is still out there and and kids are adults as well, testing positive for it. Um, And what this is turning into is that there is a run on cold meds right now, especially children's cold meds. And uh, Sally Chia, pharmacist in Vegas, owns a pharmacy, says they cannot find cold meds to put on their shelves anywhere. They've been going to their suppliers. We're calling around from wholesalers to wholesalers to see if we can get the product in for patients. It's just not available and she said it could be a month before what they're being told by their suppliers a month before they can get Tamiflu back in and some antibiotics that are commonly prescribed by doctors and she says that doesn't do parents a lot of good right now. For the flu they need to take Tamiflu um, you know their medications within 48 hours um, after onset of symptoms you go on amazon for over-the-counter meds and it says we'll be here by christmas and you're like well today's december 7th it doesn't do me a lot of good my wife 
uh, went for our son this morning at like 5.30 to Safeway, and uh, there was nothing. There was one bottle of stuff we wouldn't normally buy. And so what do you do? We talked to uh, Dr. Peter Chin Hong, UC San Francisco professor there. He said you can get creative, but talk to a pharmacist or a doctor before you do this so you don't mess it up. But he said if you need children's Tylenol, you can take adult Tylenol and make it children's Tylenol by doing this. There are other tricks that people can use as well, like taking uh, 200 milligrams or an adult form and depending on the size of the kid um, mixing it crushing it mixing it in chocolate milk putting in chocolate milk is normally they would drink their medicine and not be able to take a pill but again he says yeah talk to a doctor or pharmacist don't do that uh, without talking to them and he says even the the generally what you would normally run to walmart and grab they got nothing right now in many areas if you go to your neighborhood grocery store and they've got it consider yourself lucky nationwide many of them are empty there's definitely a shortage in over-the-counter uh, children's Tylenol and pediatric formulations for ibuprofen, cold medicines, um, and we've been hearing this uh, all over the country. And he says if you can't find a fever reducer, you do need to bring down the, the temperature. He says turn on a fan, use a cool towel on their forehead. you got to bring down that, that fever if you don't have the meds. But uh, it could be a while. I mean, they're saying a lot of these pharmacies, whether it be CVS, Walgreens, your local pharmacy, could be three weeks to a month before they get anything in. Right. Alex Stone. Everything's gonna be... yeah. Alex Stone, ABC News. Hey, I hope your kids feel better, man. You got it. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, that will move through by then. Yeah. I mean, that's that's rough. You, you, your kid is suffering, doesn't feel good, sick in bed, and you can't get the cold meds. This is happening in Arizona, too. Yeah, it's happening here's, like, everywhere. See, but here's the other thing. If you have kids and your kids are healthy, here's the dilemma. Do you go and buy the stuff if you see it? Or do you, or should you say, oh, I have to leave it for the for the child that really needs it because my kid is guys. For me, you're talking about I could probably contract. I go and like if if there was you know something out there, it's it, it's I'd go and get it and put it in in the medicine cabinet just yeah. in case. But you really can't do that right now. Yeah, yeah. Because you, then you're going to take it away from someone who really needs it. That's a tough, a tough one tough because one. your kid may need it. You know exactly. You know. But we're in a much better position than a lot of other places. Like California is struggling because why? Well, they're locked down. Our kids, at least for a, a what do you vast think California's locked down. I mean, well, they were locked down for oh, two they years. They were locked down. And, Got and it. we, again, the exposure is a huge part of it. That's how we build up immunities. Yeah. And this they, trickle down effect from COVID. Yeah. It it's is, affected everything from the stock market to your house to, to kids' it, brains kids, to learning. Oh I mean, it is insane. Anxiety, depression. Suicide. I mean, you go on and on and on. Now, RSV is back. We haven't had the flu in a couple of years to saying this is the worst flu in 10 years. Yeah, of course. Why? Nobody was exposed to it. No. Man, when are we ever going to get out of this thing? When we get through it, eventually just realize we're going to have to suck it up, face it, look it in the face, and just drive through it. Next year, it'll be much different. Yeah. So the triple-demic. Um could it shut down Arizona schools? No. No? I mean, nice. Uh, you know what? If the you, Ebola virus was flying around right now, we're not gun, shutting down. You're not shutting down anything. No, good. I don't want to shut anything down. All right. Thanks, Alex Stone. Up next, uh, holding up the headlines, Becky Lynn will read the news at 3.30. We will interrupt to react to the day's top stories with a little bit of snark. Snark! Arizona's news station. News station. 
KTAR on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic now. It's 3.30 and you know what that means. Time for us, Gators and Chet, to hold up Becky Lynn's headlines. Here we go. Becky Lynn, ladies and gentlemen. KTAR, eyes on the economy. Arizona is going to be a hub for microchip manufacturing, thanks in part to Governor Doug Ducey's leadership. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company announced it would invest an additional $28 billion into Arizona and build a second factory. And Ducey stressed that the investments don't stop there. TSMC's presence has attracted dozens of Taiwan-based suppliers expanding to Arizona. To date, the total investment from supplier companies exceeds $1 billion. He adds once TSMC's factories are complete, the Arizona-made chips will power economies throughout the world. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Yeah, uh, good job by Arizona Governor Doug Ducey. There's no doubt about it. Uh, this is uh, this has been a great thing over the last couple of days to talk about Arizona's economy. These two uh, plants being uh, built here. Uh, Ducey goes to Taiwan. He meets with the people. Uh, also, we heard yesterday on your newscast, Becky Lynn, that uh, Phoenix Mayor Kate Gallego also was part of making the pitch. She was. And so you've got a Republican governor and you've got a Democratic mayor working together, trying to make Arizona better. How about that? That is a win for everybody. And again, like we talked about yesterday with our buddy Hoffman over there at ASU, when a big plant like this comes over here, what's it going to do? It's going to attract other people that are curious about what's going on here. We're all up the headlines. KTAR News. Bacon. Water watch. No, it's water. It's water. Bacon watch. Uh, more on the that Taiwan. That always makes me have to go to the bathroom. My conductor manufacturing plant. Uh, there's one possible downside, and oh. that's all the water these plants are going to use. However, one local business leader... Not too worried. Arizona Chamber of Commerce President and CEO Danny Seiden explains TMC will have an on-site reclamation system that cleans and reuses wastewater. They're aware of the water that they need and they're aware of the water that they'll be returning to the state. So they're going to be a great corporate citizen. He emphasizes we can accommodate this and other semiconductor projects given how our wastewater system works. Especially when they're good stewards of the resources that they have. So water will not be an issue because we have responsible partners like TIFF. Grisel DeSatino, KTAR News. Yeah, I suggested taking the water from Tucson, but nobody liked my idea. Well, they probably need some. But again, reclamation, we've got all of the technology. Mm-hmm. And remember, we always talk about stuff. We're going to lose this. We're not going to have that. That's based if, on the fact that if we do nothing. But with modern technology where it is, we find a way, we adapt, this will be fine. Uh, Kate, uh, uh, Katie Hobbs, in terms of solving the water issue, top five issue, easy, right? Absolutely. All right, holding up the headlines. Arizona's rising real estate. A new report by the Common Sense Institute lays out some of the problems Arizona's facing regarding the high cost of housing. KTAR's Luke Forstner joins us now live from the News Center with some of those numbers. Well, Becky, one important number to keep in mind is the state's current deficit. We can estimate that there's a shortage of about 100,000 units statewide. 
And Glenn Farley, director of policy and research with the Common Sense Institute, says COVID lockdowns affected our ability to accommodate new residents. Developers weren't able to start building like crazy in 2020 as they might have. That construction really began in late 2021, lasted until early 2022. It just didn't last long enough. The supply is still constrained. He adds housing cost increases have only declined slightly in recent months. Live from the News Center, Luke Forstner, KTAR News. At the end of the day, people are still coming here. We're getting some 300 people here are moving here every single day, but we're not finishing 300 homes. We're not finishing 300 new apartment buildings. And that's why our housing prices aren't really going to crash because it's a supply and demand. Too many people still want to buy and need a place and there's not enough inventory. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at a lot of new builds around the valley. Yeah. They're taking forever. Yeah, they just don't. They're taking forever. Uh, yeah, there's. There, I mean, they're waiting on some. St- because remember, China's still going through the uh, the COVID thing. They're waiting on supply chain. This our issues are a nightmare. So this is not going away anytime soon. I had a friend who had a, you know bought the plot of land, started building. They were supposed to be in by last Christmas. They won't be in by this Christmas. They won't be in by next August either. That's wow. how slow it is. Nightmare. Yeah. We're holding up the headlines. There's a section of Phoenix Roadway that didn't work as well as it was <clears throat> cracked up to be. Nah. Heavy rain over the weekend caused a section of sealant in Phoenix Cool Pavement Project to peel off the roadway. The cool pavement is a water-based coating that reflects a higher portion of sunlight than typical pavement and absorbs less heat. City staff say street sweepers did an initial cleanup but still need a more permanent solution. The affected area is between 17th and 15th Avenues and McDowell Road to Encanto Boulevard. So far, none of the other 73 miles of the Cool Pavement Project have had issues since the program began in 2020. Colton Krolak, KT uh, we did this earlier. Again, we are not set up for rain, but uh, I thought these 73 miles would be okay with the new cool pavement. Apparently, it only cools the heat. It doesn't work in the cool. <laughs> well, the thing about that story, it was only one section, so maybe it was an application error. It maybe. might have been, or maybe they just, uh, yeah, probably an application error. I, mean, I, I could see that. If, they the, didn't put if, it in. if the rest of it's still working, then this only this one section, so or I'm maybe going got, with that. that one got flooded where the other ones didn't. There was a better runoff. That's always a possibility as well. Yeah. Holding up the headlines. The Valley's seen its fair share of below normal temperatures since late October. Alex Young with the National Weather Service says November was more like a typical December. And we can see the coldest temps of the season next week. Our highs are only going to be in the 50s and 60s. Nighttime lows are going to be upper 30s to low 40s Tuesday night into Wednesday. The potential for some freezing temperature possibilities across the metro. Average high for Phoenix this time of the year is in the mid 60s. I can't imagine how annoying that was to listen to when you're in your car trying to listen to that. It sounds like. Sorry. But you're laughing. You guys are laughing. Uh, I don't want the rain because the rain always turns off my Christmas lights. I love the rain. No, you don't know. I don't want the rain. It's great because everybody floats away. No, no, I don't want people to float. The Valley of the Dirt People. No. No, Valley of the Mud people. A little rain, not a lot of rain. How about uh, that? No, I don't want any rain because it turns off my Christmas lights that I have on the ground, that I've got in the bushes and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I don't, no, I don't want the rain. I want people to see my pretty house. Well, mostly <laughs> it's just going to be cold, so maybe people will bundle up and walk around and come look at your pretty house Absolutely. because it will feel Coco. Christmassy. I don't care about those people. Uh, we're holding up the headlines. Oh, well. He doesn't want anybody to look, but he also say, wants everybody to look. Yeah, exactly. You're like Lenny Kravitz. Jackie Lynn is a saint. She puts up with, uh, with us at uh, 3.30 as we hold up the headlines. She reads the news. Uh, gave us a chat. We interrupt. Snark! React to the day's top stories. A little bit of snark. A little bit of snark. Well, it's going to be 42 degrees. <laughs> 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 All right, over the next 30 minutes, you're going to want to listen.
because I think we've got a couple breaking stories. First of all, 405, former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer. Is she going to lead the Republican Party? Kelly Ward, she's awful. Could it be Jan Brewer's show? She'll talk to us about that at 405. Plus, up next, uh, remember the cops, the Phoenix cops who got shot at? The guy shot at them because, oh, I need your attention. I need you to come back here. Uh, Those officers are in some trouble. I don't like that. I am not liking this. Uh, We're going to talk about that situation coming up next. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, here it is today, right side of the page, KTAR.com. Do you think Governor-elect Katie Hobbs uh, will one day get President Biden to come and visit the border? Yes or no? Uh, We've got 75% of you say no. Uh, I probably agree with you. We'll say maybe she's got a chance to have something done on the border because she's got a D next to her name, just like Biden does. But I'm not holding my breath. And it's not necessarily about Hobbs. It's more about Biden. Yeah. You got to want to actually address something. Correct. Correct. And if you, you know, what what did that, uh, what did Gov, uh, the Sheriff uh, Wilmot say? He is... Uh, the like, Yuma County? Uh, yeah, the yeah. Yuma County. What did he say? He's neglect or he got... You know, he had some phrase that you were talking about yesterday where he just, you know... Something about ignoring it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, then that's just it. Wise it man, exist. what was it? Intellectual avoidance? Yeah. Yes. Biden knows he should do something about it, but he's avoiding it on purpose. Uh, so that's the Gatos uh, big cue. Hey, remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about the Phoenix Police Department... Yeah. Uh, And there was an incident. So I'm trying to remember. We just got this from ABC 15, our partners. Um, So so we're going through it kind of live on the air. So kind of, you know, bear with us. I think this was a QT. Yeah. Uh, And so you had you had a couple of cops in in a, in a, uh, you know, cop car and they had stopped at the QT and they were talking to this guy, but they got called away. You know, someone radioed into them. There was an incident somewhere else they had to go to. So what did they do? They get in their car and they try and leave. Except this guy starts shooting bullets at the cops. Well, now he shot what he shoot once in the air and then he shot at them. Right. Oh, it hit the car. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what do you do now? You're a cop. Now you've been shot at. Okay. You either, you know, you, you, you're going to pull the car around because now this is a, this is a loose cannon. This is a guy who's got a gun and he's going to, he's stupid enough to shoot at me. He's going to shoot somebody else. Yeah. Okay. They turn around. He runs into the QT. So you got a guy who fired a gun at police officers and then heads into a public place. Correct. All right. So they go after him. As they should. They're not Uvalde cops, by the way. They're not waiting outside while people get blown away. It's not how we do it here in Arizona. So our cops went in and they had, you know, their, they had their long guns, man. They were ready to go. And so this guy kind of gave up, kind of, I say. He put the gun down. They asked him to get down on the ground. And he's acting like he hasn't done anything. Well, I just wanted you guys to stop and turn around and have a chat with me. That's why I shot at you. Yeah. These cops are now being brought up on charges. I don't know, man. I got to tell you, I've seen the video of this. You've seen the video of this. Was it perfect? No. 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 Were they just shot at? Yes. Coming in in a heightened alert over the fact that they do not know if a man has a gun or does not have a gun. And by the way, we're not going to take your word for it. You just shot at us. Right. Uh, they didn't beat the man up. No. I mean, okay, here are the, here's what they're getting. Um, uh, one of the cops, one, one count of aggravated assault. Uh, it's assault while restrained. 
this is a class six felony. You got one count of aggravated assault, three class three felony, uh, and then one count of assault, class one misdemeanor. The other cop, uh, one count of aggravated assault, one count of assault. That's you know a three and a one. Okay, they've not been formally charged, um, but you know, did the one guy you know poke his gun? You know what the guy? Yes. Yeah. Did, did one guy kind of kick him a little bit because he didn't get down? Yes. They're saying he violently kicked the handcuffed suspect. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think this guy got got roughed up so so you know so terribly. You know, if you're going to shoot at police, you're dangerous. I'm going to make sure you get down. And if you don't get all the way down, I might shove my gun in your face. I don't know, man. It's, it is I, a. Uh... I, I, <laughs> It's a tough one. I, you know, look, it's not an easy one. It's not an easy one. No. Uh, were they physical? Yes. Yeah. On the outside looking in, if you knew nothing of the story, would you say, oh, my God, what are you doing? Does them sh- getting shot at? By the way, I can't find anywhere in the article. Is that guy charged? <laughs> you know what's interesting? We're more worried about the police officers being charged than this guy being charged. Yeah. We'll find out. And, and look, by the sounds of it, he had a lot of mental issues. They, right. again, do not know that when you're shooting at them. Right. Yeah. But again, just because you shoot at a police officer, it doesn't mean that you get the, the snot kicked out of you. No. And that's not what happened here. So he was being taken into custody. The man was dropping to the ground with his hands kind of up. And but, but they were underneath. Remember, at one time, they were underneath him. One officer got- forces him down. And he hit his head on the cabinet. I'm so sad. I'm so sorry. You know, I should have I should have handled you with, with kid gloves. They didn't toss the guy around. No. Uh, both officers, did they hit the man in the in the head a bit with the gun barrel? Yes. But it's not like they took a swing at him. Yeah. Uh, they used their foot to get him down. Some people say they kicked him. I think they took the guy down. It's tough. It's a tough thing because we live in a time when everybody's always looking to blame the cops for everything. All right, coming up next, former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer. Is she being courted to lead Arizona's Republican Party? She'll join us. She'll answer that question next.